Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Welcome to Parsha's Vayishlach. And once again, I thank everybody for your questions and comments, uh, whether you agreed with me or disagreed with me, but the learning increases and we gain a better understanding of Torah. So we're focusing on the Ramban now, and I'm going to share with you about five thoughts from the Ramban this week. Um, some of them related and overlapping, and uh, really, hopefully, very fascinating and uh, lesson-filled. So beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, we know that Esav was coming after Yaakov with his 400 men, and he was ready to kill him. And in Parak Lamed Bey's Pasuk Hey, Yaakov sends a message to Esav, Ko somewhere la'adoni la'esav. Tell my master, Esav. Very flattering words. Ko omar avdecha Yaakov. So says your servant, Yaakov. So the Ramban points out a very psychological point here, which is very interesting. The Ramban says that uh, the minag was that people would always, the younger brothers would always uh, give a lot of respect and honor to their older brothers. Um, even the Torah itself, in its drasha of the rabbos achicha gadolvet, tells us that uh, included in kibbutz aim as a mitzvah, uh, we know that Chazal teach us. Uh, to to honor your your uh, older brother as well. So that's a hint that such a thing made sense. And even as the Sefer HaChinuch says that uh, when we honor the older brother, uh, he was someone that was supposed to dedicate himself to Torah and to mitzvot and to being a good role model. So Yaakov Avinu was giving this respect back to Esav. Why? Because Yaakov had stole the Bechar and stole the brachas from Esav, and Esav was very upset at him about that. And so Yaakov was flattering him and showing him that, look, Esav, you were worried about the honor that was taken away from you. Nothing was taken away. Look, I'm still talking to you. I'm calling you my master, and I'm calling myself your servant. So you still have that honor. And the Rabban is teaching us an important yisod from the Chumash, which is that whenever we want to get along with someone, we should think about what motivates them and why are they upset at us? What do they want from us? And when we think about and we understand what they're asking from us, often we're able to comply and give it to them. And we know that this meeting uh, was actually very successful and uh, nobody got hurt and everybody was spared. And uh, Esav walked away feeling somewhat of a resolution. So it's just an interesting part. Now, uh, two comments about this, this aspect of Yaakov preparing himself for war against Esav. Paraklam Abay's Pusik tests. It says, And the Ramban quotes from Rashi that Rashi says that uh, the other camp will certainly survive, Rashi says, because I'm going to fight against them and make sure that with my preparation for tefillah and bribery and mulchama that we're ready. And the Ramban quotes the Medrash, which is fascinating. Medrash says, it's a Tanchuma, that says that uh, Yaakov himself um, gave weapons to his children to hide, and on the outside he put them in white garments to show that they were coming for peace, but they were ready for war. This is in, that, that Medrash is a hint in general that we always want to be prepared to make peace, but if they're not willing to make peace, then we're ready to fight as well to, to protect ourselves. Um, so the Ramban says that al the simple understanding of these words, is ulai, perhaps halvai will happen. Hopefully this machana will, will uh, survive. And we know that Chazal say uh, some other places that uh, no, this machana will survive, certainly will survive. And you'll see that this is related to the next comment as well. So we'll come back to that. But the Ramban brings down a medrash that actually supports this. And what I want to point out is that we've spoken about many times that the Ramban explains Ein that even though Chazal define the reality of what's going on and what's being said, but yet there's a lesson to be learned just from the literal words words in the in the Torah itself. 
And Rabban says that that uh, Yaakov was concerned that perhaps, hopefully, hopefully one uh, one machina will will survive. Um, and there's even a medrash, the Bereshis Rabbah, that supports this because the medrash says that the Torah teaches us derecheretz that a person should not put all of his money in one place. And the word derecheretz here just means practical advice. Um, so the practical advice is don't put all your money in one place. As we know, it could get lost. And so we we're, we see from that medrash Rabbah itself that in Mikri Yosef there's a simple understanding that Yaakov was preparing Alpi Derecha Now, moving on to the next comment. So, in Perak Lama Beis, Pasuk Yud Gimel, Yaakov says, Davins to Hashem, and he says, I will bestow good upon you. And the Ramban brings down from Evan Ezra a shot that he is not happy with. The Evan Ezra says that Yaakov didn't know um, um, about the Haftacha, Vahaya Zarcha Kafar Hurts. Uh, that whether did that apply to these children, or maybe they'll all they'll be killed, and I'll have different children that'll carry it, carry that on. Um, but the Ramban says that this is totally not a, not apropos for what the pasuk is saying, because if that's so, then why would Yaakov say hetev etiv imach that Hashem, you promised you were going to bestow good upon me, when Yaakov knows the answer that you'll Hashem will bestow good and his gen, and his children will continue, but these won't these children won't survive, other ones will survive. So the, the tefillah doesn't seem to be apropos. Um, and so the Ramban has a different shot. Yaakov knew that Hashem had given him, in fact, a haftacha, that Hashem would take care of him and that his children would succeed and continue. But Yaakov was afraid, Shema Yigrama Chet, like the Gemara tells us, that perhaps my Chet has prevented me from getting uh, this good that Hashem promised. And the Ramban brings down from the Medrash that this is the way of a tzaddikim, and they're always worried uh, whether maybe my, maybe my chatam have have impacted Hashem's ability to be able to provide me with a good that, that he wanted to provide me with. And the Ramban says perhaps he was afraid that Hashem was not happy with him for making peace and living with Lavan, um, who was a Oweda Bodazar, Shigios Miyavan, who knows how many things we do wrong. And uh, Rabbi Shvel suggests, based on the Zohar, that perhaps uh, Yaakov had uh, lost the opportunity to do Kibrava Aim because he was away from his parents for so long, which is a whole topic in itself, very fascinating topic about that. Um, which we'll save for a different time. But the Ramban says that he was afraid, but at the same time, he said, Hashem, please do chesed with me, even though I don't deserve it. I'm asking you to do a chesed with me, that you spare my family and that they live. And so that's what, that's what Yaakov was begging for, for Hashem to take care of his family and that these should be the children that should be able to survive. And we know that ultimately, all of them did survive and did continue on to become the Bnei Yisrael. Moving on to Perak Lamed Dalad, Pasuk Chaf, uh, there it says, Vayikra lo kel eloke Yisrael. And there's a big machogus in the Rishonim how to read that Pasuk uh, as to whether who, who got named. And the Ramban brings down the Medrash that says that Hashem called Yaakov kel, strong one. And the Ramban brings down a beautiful ex- explanation here, just in general, that there was a minag that the Jews would call names to their children. When they would name their children, they would give them names that express praise for Hashem, like Tzuriel, Hashem is my rock, or Tzuri Shakai, or Suri Shaddai, and because they wanted to show that Hashem was the one that they were focused on. And many names, such as Gavriel, Michal, it was showing that Hashem is one that has all the strength, and Hashem is Mikael, who is like Hashem. And so what a beautiful thing that we instill names. If we think about so many of the names that the Jewish people have, they are names that express our love and our appreciation of Hashem. And it's just a beautiful uh, expression from the Ramban that is important to think about when we name our children what are ways that we show them our love and our closeness to Hashem and our appreciation of what life is all about? Finally, the last comment for today was one of my most favorite ones 
It's in Perik Lamed Hey Pasagir Ches. Very tragic story that Rachel Imenu dies while giving birth to her son Benyamin. And the Pasuk describes that when she saw that he was coming out as in her last breath, she called him Ben Oni. And she wanted to say with that, Ben Ben Aveli, the the child that uh, has caused Avelis, that has caused mourning because I'm going to die. Um, but Yaakov didn't want to call him that. And so Yaakov renamed him and called him, uh, instead of using the word Oni, calling him, uh, called him Binyamin, which we'll see in a minute what that means. But Yaakov rechanneled that, the word Oni, instead of being Lechem Oni, affliction, he changed it to Lushen Rashis Oni, my strength, my vigor, my child of strength. What does that mean? That um, Yaakov wanted to maintain the same name that Ra- that Rachel, his dear wife, had given Benjamin in her last breath. Um, and, you know, often the mother would name a child. We have a lot of psukim that say, a tikra, that the mother called the child by a name. And um, appreciation for, for uh, something good that they were hoping for the child or strength that Hashem should give them. And the Ramban brings down from Bracious Rabbah, a beautiful idea, that Ben Oni means Ben Sari. But Yaakov changed it and called him um, in Lushan Kodesh. And the Ramban brings down that he doesn't understand what that means because the whole thing is in Lushan Kodesh, the whole thing is in Hebrew. And so Ramban says that this Medrash is actually hinting to what I'm saying, that when Rachel called him um, Ben Oni, she was using the Aramaic word, which means my son of affliction. But when he changed it to Lushan Kodesh, he called it On, which is a biblical word, Rashis Oni is my strength. But the Ramban says that Rachel named it after the left and he named it after the right. What does that mean? Rachel named it after Din. Rachel said, this is Ben Evli, there's a, there's a pain that's coming, like we say in the Agata, that there's a, there's a pain. There's a pain of raising children, there's a pain of, of, in this case, Rachel lost her life bringing uh, Binyamin into the world. And that's the left, the Din. But Yaakov didn't want this child to grow up with the trauma of knowing that his mother had died and thinking that he had caused the death and knowing what, what a challenge that would be for a child. And so Yaakov showed him that, no, Ben Oni, there's there's vigor and strength. Hashem will take care of you and everything will be well. And so he called him Ben Binyamin, Ben, the son from the right, that Hashem, everything Hashem does is kindness and chesed. Even if we don't see it, we don't understand it, but we always want to be focusing on the kindness of Hashem, even in the most challenging of all times. And so that is what the challenge in life is. There's a lot of things that seem like they're Ben Oni. They are things that hurt us and they're painful. And why, why would Hashem do this to us? But we have to realize that it's Ben, ben Yamin, that it's that's Yadid Hashem. That's where Hashem dwells. The base of Medrash is in his portion because he's able to take the most painful experiences of life. His mother died giving birth to him, but he's able to see that Hashem is filled with chesed and rachamim, and no matter how painful it is, Hashem always is caring for me and doing whatever he can to make my life great. And he gives exactly what I need and takes care of me all the time. That's the lesson of Binyamin. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.